0: Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to UROK Okay with Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to start a little more slowly today because I'd like to tell you all about Blog Talk Radio because it's a chance for you to talk about what you believe. And it's free in the beginning, and I think it can continue to be free. There probably is more limited studio and all this stuff if you don't pay. Um, But I've been doing this for about 12 years, I think, yeah, about 12 years. And maybe not all the time, and certainly long gaps. But the reality is it's a great place to serve by sharing your thoughts And that starts with you believing that your thoughts and your actions are important, and they are. We're not all going to agree. I think we have never before seen as much evidence of that as we are right now. But the one thing is, I would encourage you, if you believe kindness is not the way, to explain why that's so. And I would invite you, if you believe that kindness is the way, to join me and have a radio show that broadcasts that. With that said, I want you to know from that grandpa who was a healer, he would send me to vacation Bible school when I was a little kid. And our Christian faith uh, is Methodist. And we learned two songs that really shaped me as a human being. Now, if any of you went to vacation Bible school, you probably learned the same songs no matter what your faith was. And one of them was, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And that's what we're going to talk about today is letting your light shine. But the other one really echoes in my mind all the time. You got to have faith, hope, and charity, that's the way to live successfully. How do I know? The Bible tells me so. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just be real good today. The Lord is right beside you. He'll guide you all the way. You gotta have faith, hope, and charity. That's the way to live successfully. How do I know the Bible tells me so? Not sure what my voice sounds like, but the point of that is, as a little kid growing up in an abusive home, I knew that God was always there. Not that God was ratifying the abuse, but that God was there to help me survive the abuse. That I was never alone, but instead all one with God. And that the abuse did not justify my being angry, my being unkind, my not having faith, my not having charity. And so today we're going to talk about seeing more in another than he or she is showing you. And that's tough. Now, it's tough for all of us, it really is. And last week, lessons in patience. And this week we're going to continue that discussion by looking for lessons in patience in our reactions, in our emotions. In recognizing that we are only in charge of ourselves, no one was in charge of my dad but my dad. But God was there with me to help me survive. So with that said I'm going to move us to a little soft music as I talk about Rabia the mystic I absolutely love that quote on the mountain in a valley I behold only God I'm playing farthest shores as the background here In hardship, I see God by my side. In ease and well-being, I behold only God. Like a candle, I melted. Amidst the sparks of the flames, I behold only God. When you embrace the idea that everything is God, because who are we to pick and choose? Either everything is God or nothing is God. When you embrace the idea that everything is God and God is there with you, no matter what name you give to God, God is there with you. Yahweh. Allah, the Great Spirit, the Universe, the Divine One, the Divine, Abba, Father, that is God. And it is everything. It's the good choices and the bad choices that we make. And we've been encouraged to love our neighbors, which is to treat each other in love. And that's been going on for a long time. This is the year 2020. After the death of Christ. Those of you who go to church and and study the Bible, know that it is attributed to him, love your enemies, and that love is the way. 2,020 years, and we still don't have it. 2,020 years. And we're still judging. We're still deciding who's worthy. We're still forgetting that you can be loved or you can be afraid. And when we're afraid, we're not of ourselves. We huddle inside ourselves and embrace our prejudices. Last week, we started to talk about prejudices. This week, I'd like to talk with about them a little bit more because we all have them. There's a very good biblical lesson about the Good Samaritan that really exemplifies prejudice. I love the word, the fact that we as humans feel that we need to put the word good in front of the Samaritan. To me, actually, that's a good lesson. That's a lesson that we can all learn. Because by putting the word "good" there, we are implying that that Samaritan was unique from other Samaritans. And the other Samaritans deserved the anger and the prejudice against them, that they were unworthy and unkind. And only this one stands out as unique as the good one, who took care of his enemy and then walked on his way. And that's what we do. We decide what is good, what is our favorite, and we dismiss everything else. And we make the decision based on politics and religion and all sorts of other factors, skin color, sex, and we decide who should be the good one, and who is the bad one. So if you look at it from a sex perspective, I would go into Times, and the judges would look out, this was in the beginning, I was in the law in court many times when this didn't happen, but the judges sometimes would look out and they'd say, good morning, gentlemen, And we would all do to full respond. Good morning, Your Honor. Of course, I knew I wasn't a man, but I wasn't there as a man. I was there as an attorney. But that reflected the idea at the time that only men could be attorneys, good ones. I'll tell you, there weren't many times that I was called a gentleman after I appeared in a court. But then, as my boss explained, I was the exception. Oh, that's such garbage. But I was the exception. I was like the Samaritan. I was the good woman lawyer. John, sex. How often do you engage in that? Do you even think you do? Do you think a woman should be in the home? Even if she doesn't want to be there? Even if she feels that her divine purpose, that light inside of her, that little light of hers is leading her to something different. Because who are we to decide what the correct path is for someone else? But that's what prejudice does. It gives us that right. And so we try to find like-minded people who agree with that, who support that thinking. And we want to be with them because they affirm our belief that we should only love the good ones. I don't have to go through the news anymore. I don't have to name names to tell you that there is so much racism, a belief that only certain people with white skin or people amongst people who are brown, people with brown skin, amongst people who are black, people with black skin, that there are good ones and there are bad ones. And how we define the good one is they don't run, even though we run, they don't run as a form of exercise. They don't walk across parking lots that are dark, because good people, as we define them, should act as we act. But what people don't recognize is we deprive people by our prejudices of being full, fully embraced creatures of God. Beings of God, created in God's image. They're only allowed to be that if they fit our definition of what is good. So we've created a fear based world. In which a very successful black attorney driving a Jaguar, I hope I said that, I think it's Jaguar, was stopped on the side of the road by the police to see if he'd stolen the vehicle. And in anguish, he wrote, I can buy the right clothes. I can buy the right car. I can buy the right shoes. I can attend and graduate with honors from the right universities. But in the eyes of some people, I will never be enough. That is prejudice, my friends. That is prejudice based on ethnicity, based on race. But it's more subtle than that too and sometimes it works its way around in our minds and we don't even realize that we have it. And I'm going to share with you a story about myself. And it's interesting since I live in Mexico. Yes, this is live from Mexico. Where there's no doubt they are protecting those of us who are old. They check our IDs and we can't go into some stores because we're supposed to be in the house. Wow. But I am privileged to live here. I really am. But I am also very protected here. Yet, my, that gives, my story gives me greater shame. So, when I was in high school in Whittier, California, my family lived in a town called Los Nietos, which was outside. We lived in a house that my parents paid $25 a month for rent. It was a beautiful house, though. It was just a favor to my parents because they were such loving people. But what was interesting is every day as I would drive from Whittier, where I had gone to school most of my life, and for that reason, or most of my teenage years anyway, for that reason, I got to go there to graduate from high school. I would drive Boulevard, and there would be these Mexican men who would sit on the side of the road. And because the road, it was a slow trip through this little town of Los Nietos, little at that time, they all make these twirling sounds with their mouths and say things to me that I didn't understand what they were saying, but I got a pretty good idea what they were saying. And so I developed the habit of driving down that street, flipping the bird to every one of those men. Bam, straight down. Not, they were all part of my idea of what was not good. And they all got the bird, even if they didn't make a sound, even if they didn't deserve to get the, uh, the bird, it didn't matter because I had decided what I liked and what I didn't like, and I didn't like even one of those men, even though I didn't know them. And I have had someone who's called in, and I will take them in just a moment. Let me finish this story. So what happened was ultimately I moved to Wisconsin from California after I got my master's in teaching, before I went to law school, and I taught in this junior college. And one day I decided that I was going to go down to the – and this is amazing, but I was going to go down to the teacher's uh, union, teacher's little teacher's room and faculty room, and I was young. I will admit I was young. I was in my early 20s. So I walked through this little section of the faculty room, this little section of the student union before I walked into the faculty room, and suddenly I heard that sound from my youth. And I flipped off a student. Because that's what prejudices cause us to do. They cause us to act without thinking. Prejudices. And we don't look inside ourselves to see how we define what a good person is. Because we're all fundamentally... God's creations, then we will flip off people with our words, with our deeds, with our actions, without thinking. So let me see who's on the line here. Hi, this is Marge. Who is it, Mara, who is this? Hi, Marge. It's Nathaniel. Nathaniel, hi. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well, Nathaniel. Do you wish to talk during the show, or do you want to listen? Um, What would you like to do?
1: Never heard the show before. I just called in. I don't know what you'd call her, so I have no idea. So okay,
0: I, well, why don't for today, we'll put you on mute, but I will come back and check on how you're doing, okay?
1: Okay. What who are you going to check? I don't understand. Uh, I, well, I, I when I look at this, I don't know if you do. What do you do? Uh, oh, I'm just. Well, uh,
0: Nathaniel, uh, this is your chance. Excuse me for interrupting you because I can't see your face. Um, this is your chance to say how you feel about what I'm saying. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you – I have a little – I have a studio here on my lap in San Jose del Cabo, Mexico. It's in my computer, and I'm going to put you into a little listening room. And there you can listen. And if uh, you want to speak, I, I will periodically come back and ask you if you'd like to say anything. Does that work? Okay. Okay. All right. So that's what we're going to do, and I'm going to put you in there. Okay. So Nathaniel now is in the green room, so to speak, except it's blue on here. So here we are. We're talking about prejudices. We all have them. Where we distinguish between one person as being an exception or a group of people as being an exception a group of people as being good, and the rest are not good. We have to be very careful with that word, good. We really do. Because what happens is it justifies in our thinking unconscious behavior against others. And remember, we were told, as you love yourself, And don't, basically, let's make it simple. That means don't engage in behavior against others that you don't want someone to engage in against you. But until you step back and look at your thoughts, and we all were trained this way, folks, from childhood about what we should think is, quote, good and what is not good amongst people. Now, If you're talking about being unkind, hey, I agree. I am prejudiced against unkindness. I am prejudiced against things that make people feel less than they are, no matter who they are. We are in such a challenging time right now. And how are we going to survive it? And last week we were talking about what do, how do we see the future? What future do you see? Do you see a future where everyone is going to be in your good group? Or do you see a future where everyone is good? Good. Everyone is worthy. So the distinction there for me is it's so easy to talk as though we have a superior position. That we are more than. And we are deigning now to bring other people into our more than group. Or, as I was raised by hillbilly parents, everyone is equal. I am no more than anyone else, and I am no less than anyone else. And we don't go flipping ourselves off, and we stay attuned to what we think. We... Accept personal responsibility. Ask ourselves questions about ourselves. Why am I thinking that? How do I justify that? And last week, we, we did that, frankly. I talked with you about how uh, we need to learn to listen to each other and try to understand the fears that are being manifested by the behavior So what are we afraid of? What do we expect from others? And are we giving that back? Are we discounting and dismissing people? Because they happen to sit in front of of a uh, shop on the ground. When I drive by, I dismiss them all. Is that what love would do? Above all else, be love. Love your enemies. Love those people who make you feel uncomfortable. Love the Samaritans, not just the good ones. Love. 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 What a challenge. What a challenge. But you know, it's so easy and so possible because God is there with you right by your side the whole trip waiting to guide you in his way. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. I think I probably sound like my grandma singing. Or are you letting your light shine? Are you turning to God to have your light ignited, to keep it bright and full? to see more in another than they are showing you, to recognize that each being came to this planet with a light, no matter their sex, no matter their color, no matter their religion, came with a divine purpose. And that purpose might be right in front of you, I have to tell you, that young man, certainly part of his divine purpose in that student lounge was to do what he did, which was not respectful behavior. But it made me aware of my prejudices. And that my secret things that I don't pay attention to that result in my acting out in ways that I don't even think about. So part of the challenge we all face every day as we encounter people who think and believe and look differently than us, part of the challenge is seeing their divine light. Seeing past our thoughts about who they are, seeing them as equal and deserving of everything we want. Think ourselves, how would I want to be treated if I had to panhandle in San Francisco? If I had to panhandle in Florence, Italy, like I told you last week. It's not judging person in front of us. But it's keeping ourself on the right side of love. That's the only control we have. That's the only control we have ourselves. And that's why it says, love others as you love yourself. I'm gonna be frank with you folks, although I studied the Bible in college I'm not acting to be some sort of biblical scholar here. I'm not interpreting the words. I'm just looking at them for what they say. I don't have to bend them to fit one faith or fit another faith. I just see them for what they are. And I see love for what it is. Now I'm going to go back to this gentleman, Nathaniel, and see if he has anything he'd like to say because we're coming down to our last 13 minutes here. Hello, Nathaniel. You're back online. Did you want to react to anything that I'm saying here today?
1: Oh, no, it all sounds good. Uh, You know, it all sounds good. Uh, Well, thank you,
0: Nathaniel. I'm very... Uh huh. Go ahead,
1: please. I I try to do that. See, I'm a security guard now. I do other things, but uh, sometimes I have to uh, tell the homeless to leave the area. And you know, uh, some they pick up. You know, they get real mad. You know, some they pick up bricks. You know, when I go over to tell them I'm an officer and everything, so um, I just say, hey, you know, do you want the homeless outreach number? You know, and they—I don't know if they really do anything for anybody. But you know, I sometimes I don't even, you know, uh, I, I, you know, the guys. Hey, you know, give me ten minutes. I go, hey, take fifteen. You know, and, and so I try to, you know, uh, I try to be nice to people, but it's hard to, you, you know, I mean, to do it all the time. I think uh, sometimes we, you know, uh, we can uh, get uh, caught up in one thing or another and. Uh, you know, get angry or uh, have uh, some you know, bad decisions.
0: Absolutely, Nathaniel. You're talking to the queen of bad decisions and anger. I have had both. I know that anger usually is I'm afraid that I'm not going to be right, and uh-huh. uh, but I, I absolutely understand. And you know what? The thing you do during those moments is what I'm sure you're doing. You keep moving on. You keep moving on to be your best self. You say, okay, you know, I'm not perfect because, believe me, we're only perfect when we're with God. So you just say, okay, I have to treat that as a lesson. And ideally, the next time you're in that same circumstance, you now remember how you acted and you've thought about it. What could I have done? Because that's the only control you have is over you. What could I have done to have that situation in differently? You don't have control of the person in front of you as you know. But what could you have done, if anything? And you know, that's what it's all about. It's it's sometimes it's trial and error. We're not none of us are God. It's only God that's perfect. But God is with us to help us not judge ourselves too harshly, but nonetheless look at our behavior critically and decide what's next. So that's all we can do, and I'm proud of you that you keep standing up, and I'm proud of you that you're calling in here. Thank you, thank you very much for sharing that story. Where are you located?
1: Are you in the United States, or?
0: Well, I actually am. Um, I'm located in San Jose del Cabo, Mexico, right oh. now. Um, yeah, I came from. Uh, a place across from uh, Seattle called Bainbridge Island.
1: And I went
0: to Bainbridge Island from California. I uh, used to work as a county council in California. So when I retired, I moved to Bainbridge, and then I decided to come here because overall the people are so kind.
1: You know, that's where no. I'm in
0: Sacramento no. now, and it seems like
1: people are very kind here. I lived in Southern California, and I've been up here for over a year. And You know, it seems like there's a lot of different, uh, you know, California being a sanctuary state, and then Cal- uh, Sacramento being the capital, There's so many people from all over the world here. You know, there you can tell by the accent and everything, you know.
0: And yeah. everyone, a lot yeah. of
1: people are not everyone, but a lot of people are on their own little trip. You know, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people only relate to their uh, people, uh, you know, kinds, different of, kinds of people, I guess.
0: Yeah, and so you said you're in Sacramento right now?
1: Yeah, I'm in Sacramento. Uh, you know, but I think maybe in Mexico, you know, a lot of people would think well, Mexico would be bad, but Mexico is probably, you know one of the best places to be believe it or not i mean certain parts
0: i have to tell you yeah i agree for me that works out well i used to live in sacramento and one of the things that um and and i thought that sacramento is a safe place to live and uh i certainly found that kindness begats kindness but down here I think one of the things that I'm embarrassed that I'm having to learn is to remember to say good morning because when you're walking, out, I haven't been able to do much with my mask and with the rules I'm supposed to be inside, but everybody who walks by you says, hello, hola, buenos dias, como esta? It's like a three-word trilogy. And so if you're walking through the park and a family of five people are there with a five-year-old and a 10-year-old and a 15-year-old and a mom and a dad, each one of them, hola, buenos dias, hola, buenos dias, hola, buenos dias, and then the last person in the family will say, como esta? Just reaching out to touch you as a human being, which is beautiful to me. It really is. It really is. So, Nathaniel, I, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to put you in the blue room again, or the green room, and I'm going to close up the show for today. But I so appreciate your coming, and I hope that you come back again next week on at ten o'clock. So,
1: the gold room.
0: All right, I'm going to put you in here. Take care, now. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. So my friends, what I'm going to do is play first light and I'm going to invite each of you to, before we start, to reach out your dominant hand, left or right, your dominant hand, and take the hand of God as you know God to be. And for the next six minutes and 43 seconds, we are going to sit holding hands with God. And this is first light. But in addition to holding the hand of God as we know God to be, I'm going to take my non dominant hand, my left hand, and I'm going to hold the hand of Nathan, Nathaniel's God. So hold a fellow listener's God with your non-dominant hand so that we form a circle around the planet of human God, human God, human God. Don't be disturbed at the concept that there are different gods. It's not that there's a different God. It's that each one of us has had life experiences that cause us to have different perspectives of God. And so we're joining with different perspectives of God and embracing them. As we sit here together, listening to First Light, and remembering that each one of us is enough. We have not made perfect choices, but we've made it to this moment where together, we can inspire greatness for ourselves and for our planet. We can send loving, caring wishes to the leaders around this planet as they are confronting something that all of us share, a pandemic. We can send caring, loving wishes to those that we have issues with. We can take a deep breath as though your nose was in the soles of your feet. And pull that breath up your calves, up your thighs, and don't worry about holding on to it. Take sips, that's what singers do. And pull it across to your tailbone. And now release all the fears and all the prejudices that you have into the earth from which they came and pull the fearless breath of your spirit up to your sacral chakra, the zone of creativity. And imagine you Reflecting that beautiful, crystal clear spirit throughout the week that comes and throughout the days. And when you don't, starting over, breathing and beginning anew, letting go of your fear, letting go of the need to designate some as good and some as not good. Now pull that fearless breath up through the sacral chakra as you're creating yourself into your solar plexus, which is the zone basically above your belly button. The zone of healing. Feel the creative energy that you bring with your breath. Feel your body cleansing itself as you're holding hands with God on either side. Feel the energy of God rushing through your body to clear you and help you be all that you can be. Now, pull your fearless, creative, healing breath up to your heart. Allow love to exude from you in this moment. Now pull your fearless, creative, healing, loving breath up to your throat, your throat chakra. Ah oh, the place where all the words get said that hurt and live on forever. Forgive yourself for your negative words and forgive others for theirs. Now pull your fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving breath up to the zone between your eyes called the third eye, the zone of manifestation. And manifest yourself as the best being that you can be for the week ahead and for the day ahead and for your life, accepting that your best will vary from day to day that will be the best that you can give. And now pull your fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting breath up to the top of your head, the crown chakra, and feel your head open as though you have on a baseball cap. And now unite your breath in a Piper tubing with the breath of God breathe feel God's energy around you and know that you are enough breathe out your divinely inspired breath and know that God is always holding your hand is always there with you. You are not alone. You are all one with God. Have a beautiful week, and I hope to hear from you next week. And until then, peace be with you.